0: underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer budget-friendly flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment the plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals so for whatever tomorrow brings united healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you learn more at uh1.com the graham norton radio show how exciting is this with waitrose over on virgin radio up and at them. Come on. Things to do. Don't cheer. You'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. Vassos, big intro, please. Our next guest has been on quite a journey from the hospital wards of Holby and Casualty to the dance floors of Strictly to the grottos of Santa. Hang on a minute.
1: Don't miss out his audition for actual
0: James Bond, you muppet. Not forgetting his audition for actual James
1: Bond. Tom,
2: true or not true? True or not true? The double O, I got as far as the doorstep, I think, but it is
1: true. Can't believe you left that bit out. That's going to
2: hurt, Vassos. Oh, it's I'm, I'm in pain. He's back on
0: stage this (laughs) Christmas in Elf, the musical at London's Dominion Theatre. So please welcome a man who always looks a picture of Elf. We're hoping for an Elfie with Tom Chambers.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you, Tom, welcome. We'll have some Christmas music for this, I think. We don't usually have music under the interviews anymore, but let's have some Christmas music. Tom, you're very welcome. You don't need to sell tickets for this because it's going to sell out. It was a smash last year. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks (laughs) for having
2: me. It's really (laughs) nice. I'm wearing a red jumper just to make it more Uh, festive. uh, just... Red
1: up with a white t-shirt that yeah. don't think it didn't go unnoticed. <laughs> by the way, yeah, all right. I was wearing um, it
2: yesterday, so I brought it in again. I've got I've on a new top, so when I go to work, it doesn't look like I'm wearing yesterday's clothes. But I actually way, am. <laughs> kids, listen to
1: this. When I go to work, yeah, working as Elf's Dad. Yeah, there are jobs like this available out there, children. Seriously, this is what you do for a living. You're Elf Dad in the musical on stage for a living.
2: Yeah, we're at the uh, at the Dominion Theatre. Yes,
1: sir. In the West End. Yes, sir.
2: We're back we're bigger we're bolder i mean it is uh, we've got matthew um, wolfenden who's playing buddy this year Amazing. which is why i'm donning a little bit of uh, facial hair here mm-hmm. to not to look like <laughs> santa but just because i um yes uh, the, the our age gap is not huge no. but that's the beauty of being on stage is the fact that it will you know we, we transcend you know what you're we? doing we just you know you bring the grav- gravitas. Um, elf is 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 not to do any hard selling or anything but I, i'm quite often in tears actually you know when you think the film elf brilliant everyone absolutely loves it it's great fun um particularly the snowball fight we do have snow um it's is the fact that it's so well written in this musical that that um i'm literally kind of welling up in the in the size because it's one of those things where it's not just like oh it's elf but there's Something there
1: for the heart. It's got, a heart. Um, it's got a massive heart.
2: Well, it has. I know. I know you haven't actually seen it, and I hope that you might and might. Just I know. Get if you, you can to... get
1: us in, we are in. That's the only reason we invited you back. It's it's got. know it's gonna sell out.
2: I was so excited to be here last year. I was like a kid in a candy shop, and I wasn't quite able to control myself. And I thought I won't be going back there. And then and then today, I think I've just managed to do it again because in the lift, yes, sir. on on the way up, mm-hmm. she's already smiling through the window. I can see. I met your beautiful, gorgeous family, and of course, I recognised and I thought, oh well, you just hang out here all the time. Um, anyway, and going um, to the lift and, and they're like oh hi hi yeah and then they're like yeah yeah we're, we're coming to watch the show and i was, all like, oh, right right wow well, wow well. i said so did you um did
1: you, what is this competition te- winner texting
2: yeah. <laughs> i just insulted you. your family your family i met your family in the lift and went so did you win a competition to be here no
1: oh, no they lost the competition no, it's called life
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're actually family i was like oh no send me back down to the ground floor put me in the basement actually i don't I so deserve funny. to be here. It was <laughs> <is HealthLondon.com laughs> great. Start.
1: London.com for tickets. Get them now because this time last year we weren't sure how it was going to do because it never happened before in London. Uh, but now we know it's unbelievable and people thought it was fantastic. Currently there are these massive billboards, Tom. You may have seen them on the way in this morning because you've come the same way as me on the A40. Nicole Scherzinger. Currently, the best thing on the West End stage. Well, her days are numbered because Elf is coming to town.
2: (laughs) Elf is back. It is. It is. It's. It's. Um. It's glorious. I mean, I'm so lucky to be there to be working. I mean, again, even coming back, we've got, we've got this just amazing cast. Of course, everyone says that you've got the songs. You got. How do you turn uh, such a successful film into a musical? But. Somehow they have The music uh, It's just It's so joyous The family it, it really is I mean I couldn't say Anything more about it Apart from It, it really is Genuinely But full house one After of the full house last year Santa's favourite musical I Yeah mean, And, and um, yeah. People on their feet We're only there for eight weeks right. uh, And it's just a, a real reminder In so many ways I love it how It's tongue in cheek It takes the mickey out of himself uh, uh, Saying that you know Christmas is all about Sort of like Seeing your relations and having fights with your families, and, no. and having if won the right competition and <laughs> to, to get to see you. Sleeping on a futon um, and eating cold spaghetti for breakfast with your, with your brother and stuff like that. No. I mean, it's just it's it's, it's a classic, as a joke. Yeah, Very it funny. is. And
1: the th- thing when I go and see brilliant musicals, and it's the music, it's the music about the musicals that moves you because we know that um, music is what feelings sound like. That's we know that. Um, And it's the sort of uh, the melancholy sometimes of the score, the strings, when the strings get going, they literally, they pull at your heartstrings and they are like your heartstrings. In fact, they may be.
2: The, the heartstrings. It's, it's the music that helps me when... You know when you think, okay, I'm, I'm saying these words, I'm reacting yep. to what's going on. But if you can hear the music, and there's obviously a 19-piece orchestra in yep. the pit. I mean, it, 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 it is it is the music. Come because on. You hear those... the tune, And it just puts the frequency in your head and you just go to a place. Um, and incidentally, actually, also slightly funny enough, um, Georgina Castle yes. is playing Jovi. She's wow. absolutely just a beautiful person inside and out and she's also andrew castle's daughter now back in 2008 when i was very fortunate to be involved in strictly um andrew castle said to me on the side of this stage it's like yeah my daughter's quite interested in musical theatre i like, all right good for her good for her. you know at the time she's only 10 or something or even younger and then suddenly she's playing the lead Amazing. right next to me i'm like you're Andrew Castle's daughter. He told me years ago that you were... In t- and now So look he at you. might be able
1: to get tickets as well as us. He oh, might yeah. be able to get tickets look, as well. Look, there as
2: are us. loads. Don't be afraid. And there's some great deals as well. Uh I know that because that, theater is a real treat because it is. It it carries bucks that yeah. comes with it and you got to get your travel and you get your food and if you get a pro Program. In fact, um, I did hear on the side, why are we coming back to the Dominion in the West End? I think because the bar bill alone last year in the theatre, with all the families coming, was a mega six-figure number. Just wow. the bar bill. Wow. Uh, so, that, well, we'll get Elf back because...
1: Um, <laughs> this seems to work. People are up <laughs> for a good time. They're up for the bubbles. Elf clearly gets them in the mood for, yeah. for, in all the right places. Elflondon.com is where you need to go. Now, clearly, there are tickets available. As we speak as was the case last year but about a week later you couldn't get in for love and the money you really couldn't so it is good it's it's super cool it's off the chain that thing you're saying about music there's neuroscience behind that because we talked about it on the show there's neuroscience behind the fact that if you play classical music whilst you're reading you will read quicker because there's something that gets in the way of you and the written word in your head in everybody's head even in the best reader's head that music gets rid of and so if your children have trouble reading if you play without knowing just put some classical music on in the background and it can help it actually gets in it's a a bit of a bump in the road for dyslexia classical music so it's uh, on your side for so many different reasons but it for me it's the music it's the it's what it does to us whilst we're watching and listening to words and watching people move around it's what that then does to you it seems to really stir up or or heighten your emotional receivers and i just i often cry from beginning to end in a musical whether it's sad or not I just, it's just this release for whatever it is and they're not necessarily always salty tears but there's always tears mm. and sometimes the happier and more joyous the musical, especially if as a reprise at the end, I just can't stop crying because it's all the, I just talking about it now.
2: Yeah, well I mean I cry in Stuart Little too Uh <laughs> <laughs> Had <laughs> to completely play that out of the wall, but I, I should probably listen to classical music all the time then, because yeah. wherever can but you I do think... it when you're just looking for directions about where to go next? Because you know you walk into a, a train yes. station or a, you know you're kind of reading. And, I mean, there's so many signs. There's so much to read everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're all trying to sell you something. And I'm really slow at reading I was just trying to read some Christmas cracker jokes uh, next door for you for on your on your station, and um, you know they've got ten Christmas cracker jokes to read. <laughs>
1: Why? We we only we,
2: to be <laughs> honest, <laughs> we don't use. I don't, I've not yeah, heard most any of, of my um, which was the best from one last year. Richard Brian today? What What do you get for nicking a calendar? Don't know what do you get for nicking a calendar. <laughs> Twenty five days. <laughs> 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 that got me, and I thought I can't read anymore. But then I couldn't read them anyway, so because I'm not fast <laughs> enough at reading, I would
1: have definitely. How nice is this guy? Lovely. <laughs> he's the best. Isn't he? Yeah, lovely. <laughs> he oh, is the best. Oh, thank you. Of course, he's already. T- Taken. Otherwise, I'd be all over him like a cheap seat. Oh well, that's Alex always, Mandel. Room. <laughs> always, always room. Always <laughs> room at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Elf the Musical Hi Chris and Tom we've already booked our tickets for Elf the Musical it's my husband's 59th birthday on Thursday November 16 and we're travelling by train after our boys finish school in Peterborough so if you book for the 16th then look out for me and the boys and give us a shout uh, to the birthday boy Paul William 14 Monty 13 Henry 11 we'll all be rocking with the whole family Christmas stocking all the jumpers on everything if I can bribe Will to wear one Hi Chris going to see Elf on the 17th of November Angie from Kings Langley uh, as part of my husband David's 60th birthday celebrations we're bringing our granddaughters Olivia and Isla too and we're so looking forward to it. Having done this before last year and it was a smash, the reviews were off the chain, weren't they? Genuinely.
2: Yeah, well, we've... Yeah, yes. Is
1: is there... And you're an absolute 100% pro, total pro, but is there a date... Do you have to be careful because you think, well we we know we can do this we know we've smashed this how is how is a re rehearsal a year later compared to the re- the original rehearsal a year earlier
2: i'm so glad you asked that it's very interesting because we all thought great we ain't probably need to rehearse for a week <laughs> and we'll, we'll just turn up in the last week and then just go on um they've completely because you're show so short of time you think oh you've got four weeks but there are so many aspects do you know something like 27 pieces of set uh, like nearly every hanging wire available is being used because Flies. It, there's so much flying in flying on. out the choreography, the sequencing of... Um, I mean, the, 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 the ensemble, Who that word shouldn't even be used. They're, they're just all these bright, shining stars of people who make this thing come to life. The way they... The choreography and the extreme energy commitment, and they have such a short amount of time to get it into their brains. I know that, you know, you get very quick at it. I'm extremely slow. I'm still getting moves wrong with just, like, um, swapping folders um, in the office scene. But... Um, yeah, it does take a great deal of time. However, because we've come back and the principals most of the principals apart from lovely Matthew, who is now playing Buddy, Matthew Wolfenden, from Emmerdale. Do you know he was there for eighteen years and he finished on he finished on Friday and he was in rehearsals on Monday? That's for the way Elle. you do it. Oh. Yeah. Been on, he hasn't been on stage For 18 Come years I mean on. he's like a Dr Walter He's just back in the pool But yeah. I, I thought Wow maybe that's um, Maybe that's a good thing That he's just Not had time to think Because yeah. 18 years of your life On Emmerdale And then you're suddenly Anyway sorry I digress Um, <laughs> So the director
1: I, I quite enjoyed it Yeah you? I liked it Digress away my he, friend He's had
2: time To um, to really make us think About exactly You know what We're, we're not just doing Some fluffy Sort of Christmassy um, Experience of You know candy And all that He um, it's really made us tune into, you know, musicals. Classically, they can, it can be a bit like Marmite. You love them or hate them, and there's a feeling of like, so we should do that
1: Marmite the musical.
2: Marmite, come on! <laughs>
1: yeah. You like the love or oh, hate it? Yeah, well, we they've have, done the yeah.
2: Jaws and then the Shark one. You think how can they make a something out of it? That's coming. That's happening, it go, isn't it? It's yeah, going again. Jaws the musical, yeah. Jaws, yeah. Jaws, the musical. Honestly,
1: apparently it's very good. How is it possible? It's has Spider Man. Yes. Yeah. That so, didn't go well.
2: So we have, we have, we've. Oh, oh, d- yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't say. <laughs> no. I said. No, sorry, delete. Um,. Yeah, so we have revisited, and it is absolutely beautiful. Uh, I, I and I just hats off to everyone right, who's doing good.
1: it. Good, I think we're sold. Uh, done. Uh, if you want to say goodbye to the competition winners, on the <laughs> they very much appreciate you it.
2: Beautiful competition winners. Little wow. Elfie
1: selfie, please. I'll if you don't
2: never mind. Never let that
1: down. That's a real <laughs> Thanks, clang Tom. of that one. You're the best man.
2: Thank you so much for having me again. It's See a, you around always the hood, a pleasure. Yeah? yeah, I'll be there.
1: Okay, so I'm Marina tonight. Happy state. We go there every night. So the grandchildren. I think da, da, da. <laughs> that new place. Yeah, AlfLondon.com.
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: All right, let's get the geezers straight on, shall we, Vassos? Our next guest
0: will teach us things like how the universe began like a teenager's bedroom, only worse. His Greek myths are now available with pictures. Mythos, the illustrated story, is out now, so please welcome a man well-versed in well, pretty much everything, to be honest, it's time for a greasy breakfast fry-up with Stephen Fry!
1: Yay. Yay!
3: Well, thank you so much, He's That's putting well. the
1: grease in greasy. <laughs> all right, so, first of all, Stephen wanders in here, hobbles in here with stories of Ian Jory whilst brandishing his own rhythm stick.
3: <laughs> yes, I am walking with a cane at the moment, but six weeks ago, to the very day, I delivered a lecture at the O2 Arena in... Greenwich for part of COGX which is a sort of festival of ideas you might say and I was giving a a lecture on AI which is a subject that has long absorbed my interest since the 70s and um, I took a bow at the end and walked off stage but I I thought I don't know why I just walked off on to the right, having come on from the left, and I didn't know as I fiddled with a black curtain that there was a six-foot drop onto concrete. Oh, no. So I broke my leg in two places, oh, my, my pelvis gosh. in many places, and a bunch of ribs. So I, I, I'm only uh, uh, this is my first sort of outing in the world really. Oh, so uh, because I've been, and and the really the thing that interested me uh, because it never occurred. Of course, it's immensely painful. <laughs> you have to. There's no getting round it. You're in. agony Um, and so they give you these painkillers and i asked the nurse i said oh what are these thinking i don't know they were codeine or something that you manage with she said oh oxycontin Uh. now i I watched dope sick and i read books about the sackler family and the opioid crisis in america and it's that very pill Um, one of the most highly addictive things to until fentanyl which was even worse of course so i said And this is, you know, trying to be English, I suppose. I said, no, I I don't think I want them. No, no thanks, no. And uh, she was a bit mm, cross, and I thought, that's silly. The next morning, in comes the uh, orthopaedic consultant, and he says, we're not giving you these painkillers to make your life easier or for ease and comfort. They are there for you to get better quicker. And I said, well, they don't heal bones. He said, no, but without them, you're in so much pain, you won't move at all. You'll be lying on your back, stuck there. And with them, it'll hurt a bit, but we'll get you on your feet in a day. Right. And we'll get the two physio guys with their arms around you and we'll walk you up and down. Yes. And your muscles will start working. And And they'll support the bones. and Everything will get... But without them, it could be six months longer, your recovery period. And and that really interests me because you don't think of painkillers... We're we taught to think of them as evil, yeah. essentially. No,
1: no. Gui- guided um, experiences of many types are more acceptable than others. Yes. Perhaps might <laughs> That's be. A good point I of would imagine. It. Uh, yes. So we are on the 17th floor, um, we're physically on the 17th floor. How are you biochemically? Are you above us or below us then?
3: <laughs> I've been off them now oh, for you've several been off them? weeks. <laughs>
1: okay. uh,
3: but I, worked, I did right. obey them and take them. And did I'm... you Did
1: you have any trouble coming off them?
3: No, they, uh, they very kindly weaned me with smaller and smaller Because right. uh, they doses. know what they're doing. They do know what they're doing, it turns That's out.
1: That's a pretty serious yeah. fault. Though. I thought maybe you twisted an ankle or fractured a... I don't know, no, something. it
3: was pretty pretty ghastly, what? to be honest. Yeah, it's very... You, you lie there well, well done. For, life for thanks for coming in. Oh, don't be silly. Jeez. No, any opportunity to to do my physio, but just by walking and getting in and out of cars. Stephen, this is true, what I'm about
1: to tell you now. Um, So I took your book home yesterday and I read it and I marked it all up. And it is definitely the biggest book of the year so far from a research point of view. And we love, we get loads of, Books on loads of authors, and I've read more. I read more in a week here than I did for the whole of my school career. But I genuinely have left my mark copy at home. Oh. I, I mean, I'll still remember it, but I'm gutted right. because it's not the <laughs> smallest book. And I did read it all and I did mark it all up, and it's really oh. annoying. Do you believe me?
3: Of course, I believe you, Chris. You actually, yes, truly. Okay. Yeah,
1: um, it's a great book, it's beautiful. Uh, mythos or Mythos? He's Greek, what do you say?
3: I would Mythos Mythos, yeah So Mythos, mythos. But Just it's Ypsilon mm. yeah, is the, is One the
1: has myth. a Greek myth though has, y- Yes, we myth. say
3: We tend to take the e sound and make it an E right. you know, But there is no letter Y in, in Greek It's, oh. it's a, a U, an Ypsilon So Psyche or Psyche For example, P S E K Is actually, we, t- we say Psyche <laughs> right. Yeah, we do, we do, so, don't we? So we do do a lot of damage to, to Greek pronunciation as we absorb it into the English language. Yeah, and as
1: kids we say, why is the P silent? Well, it wasn't really. We've just silenced it because it's a bit awkward. Yes. So
3: mythos. <laughs>
1: mythos. mythos. Mythos is where we are, the illustrated story. So this is the story of our existence. Um, as far as, as the Greeks would have told it, as the Greeks still... Is it still told, as you are explaining to us, with pictures, thank God, yes. as well as just words. Thank you for the pictures. No, but they're
3: important. No, what you said, Alice, is a book without pictures and conversations, if yes. you remember in Alice in Wonderland. Yes. and the
1: what... best words create the best pictures, the best pictures yeah. inspire the greatest words. Absolutely. So let's crack on with that. Um <laughs> It's their take on science's big bang uh, and the Bible's "Let there be light," yes. but it's all from the same
3: root, though, isn't yes. it? Yes. Well, every people, all our ancestors. If you think of, think about it, once once we had developed tools and fire, um, and especially then language which is only 50,000 years ago which is very recent in our history as a because species because
1: there's the history the of there's the, sorry there's the history of the species then there's the history of civilization
3: that's right and once we were able to talk and because of fire we were less you know less wild ourselves we we were tamed we could live in sort of places where animals wouldn't dare attack us yeah. at night and so on and um it's obvious, I suppose, that some child would ask his mother why that mountain sometimes makes a rumbling noise, why why there's a rumbling noise in the sky before it rains or uh, what is the flash of light and so on. And... Um, and it's natural with human beings, I think, that when there is a force that you cannot understand, you, you give it a sort of... Personification. A, a personification, a name, and it becomes a god. So there's a sky god who, when he's angry, things go make that noise, and he he sends down these thunders and these, these lightning and lightning flashes and thunderbolts. And, and the the sky father originally was... Uh, whom we call, with great giggles as children, Uranus. Yeah. Um, now, and that wasn't
1: changed because it was embarrassing <laughs> by teachers. We changed it, but it was originally almost a double O.
3: Yeah, well, Uranus, I think is how you'd say it. It's the, it's the Greek word for sky stiles. to this, yeah, to stiles, this day, yeah. yes. Uranus, yeah. Uranus, oh, side, yeah. much nicer. <laughs> To hear it in a Greek <laughs> accent, <laughs> um, and he was the sky god, and there was a Gaia, and and the the, the they they as as the Victorian myth books used to say they married, <laughs> which is a way of saying they conjoined, yes. mated, mm. uh, underwent coition. They got it on. <laughs> they got it on, Chris. <laughs> thank you. Um, Begins with uh, G, and <laughs> then so uh, that's when the new generation. So that you have these primal gods. Um, I I I think of it, uh, you know, as as the human race became more sophisticated, so did their images of the gods. It's a bit like computer gaming. You and I are old enough to remember the very first computer th- games that ever were, Pong, you know, which yeah. was like a square that bounced off the corner of the yeah. screen and you had a little bat yeah. at the edges to Best go up game. and down. Like a, it was a fabulous game. Very simple, though. And the first images of the first sort of Atari and other games like that were very blocky, yeah. um, not anti-aliased, as, as we later yeah. would say. They're, they're very, very blocky. And it was like that with the Greek myths. The first stories are these sort of primal gods who don't really have characters or, yeah. or, or aren't really coloured in. They're just sort of the sky and the earth and yeah. uh, the titans and giants yeah. and so on. Um, but then with each generation, with as with the videos, it gets more and more smooth, and frillier. More, more frillier, <laughs> fuller, more shaded. Yeah. The lighting is better, or three, three-dimensional almost, yeah. and, until we get to where we are now. You know, with our PlayStation. Yeah, 5, it was
1: very so. Tetris, wasn't it? It was all falling into of right.
3: building walls yeah. of stories but and worlds. But the wonderful thing about the Greek myths, more than any other mythic s- cycle that I know, is just how human and coloured in the gods are in terms of their personalities. Yeah. Um, and they represent all human personalities, for all for all human you know, f- in particular I love this big divide um, between Apollo, who's a god of prophecy, the golden god, with the sort of blonde hair, and and, and he was a god of music and prophecy and order and mathematics and harmony. Um, uh, But he was not more important than Dionysus, known as Bacchus, to the... Romans, who has got a wine and frenzy and addiction and impulse yeah. and all those all v- sharp human and those two—the contrast between those two—is a sort of definition of us, um, you know.
1: And every Guy Ritchie movie yeah, you've ever seen. We,
3: we have our reason, yes. It's we true. Have our it? it is. It's all and, there. And in Star Trek, in particular, the original Star yes. Trek, because you have you have the, the logic and order of Spock, and you have the you're a green blooded monster, Spock yeah. from from Bones McCoy, the yeah, Doctor, yeah. who's all passion and instinct, and yeah. in the middle, you have to who has to sort of navigate these two yeah. extremes is the captain, the who goddess, yeah, uh,
1: lieutenant, and yeah, exactly. Floats down, <laughs> and it's just all wonderful,
3: and, and it is very noticeable that in almost all science fiction of that time, and and still to this day, I mean, with Marvel and everything, so they can't help using Greek names, you know. Kratos and Xanos, and you know, it just makes them feel that. Yeah, that it's deep inside us whether we sort of know the details of these stories or not. Have you
1: always been such a sponge for, for this sort of riven culture? Yes, I think I have. Because you inspire me to be more like, I've got no chance, but I'm having a go. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because well, when, when I hear you talk about it, when I hear you enthuse about it and, and blossom as you're talking, you know, you literally come alive when you're talking because it's an energy inside you, isn't it? It,
3: it is. It its I used to have um, there, there was a wonderful in its day social media service called Twitter I don't know if you remember it it was so good. <laughs> we've had oh, we've had yeah. Elon on this morning. <laughs> have you really? He's in town. If... Oh, talking about AI. Of you course. should hook up with him. Yes, well I know his views on AI and see he's, he's a mile and a half away. yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to hook
1: you no, up? Don't,
3: don't, don't. Why
1: not? Come on! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it was all going so, well. it was going so well.
3: I think I'll. He won't be interested. I think he might. <laughs> Though, I don't. I think he does know who I am because I I had dinner with a of one of his astronauts, and she said something about him wanting to pass on how he he knew I was a very good friend of Douglas Adams, right. and and. Um, the phrase she gave me was that Douglas Adams's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books formed the core of his philosophy when he was young.
1: Is that fair enough? <laughs>
3: yes. And if you remember, when he sent a Tesla Roadster out into space, yeah. Musk, it had uh, on the dashboard uh, in large friendly yeah. letters, the words don't. Panic, yeah. which is what's on the front of the Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: You, would you not like to meet Elon? Well, Musk? I would
3: actually, yes, because he is interesting, and I, I, you know, I mean, I I'm, I'm, so, I'm so upset by what he's done to, to Twitter that really I, the yeah the masking of Twitter is not. Oh my not, goodness, I, me! You
1: should talk to him about but, that. But
3: yeah, no, I, you know, I, 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 I can't see why someone like me would be the faintest interest in such a I bet he titan would. of the. But well, because you are one of the world's greatest wordsmiths, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. and it's Twitter's all about words, isn't it? Well. Do you know, this is what, the way of coming round to your answer, that about it being about words and then this is not any false modesty of any kind, it's literally true. When I was, first went to school, seven, a proper school as you might say, it rapidly became apparent to me that I was bad at everything that all the other children were good at. Um, I, I couldn't catch a ball or run in a straight line and collide with a tree or trip over my own feet. I couldn't swim, uh, I couldn't sing or play an instrument, I couldn't draw or paint and I really felt inadequate Um, but there was an occasion which sort of sparked it off, a, a bit of confidence, was was a uh, music teacher was writing on the board. She, she wrote the word orchestra in big capital letters. And she was going to give us a lesson about the elements of the orchestra. And I shouted out <laughs> cart horse. Um, and she said, I, what? I don't know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. I and, I, and, and she said, how did you know that? I said, well, I could just see it. And uh, she sort of gave me a frowning look that I thought was disappointing, disappointment. But, in fact, she asked me to stay back. And she sort of talked to me about things. And then around that time, I started Latin at school. And I loved it I th- because it, uh, uh, unlike other boys who, who saw it as a terrible chore to understand, I thought it was like a game, like a code game right. so that you could substitute words, one word for another. And, uh, and it just became interesting. So um, they, they then said, would I like to learn ancient Greek? And I said, oh, yes, there's even more of a code because they've got different letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learnt to write my name in, in with Greek characters and I learnt the Greek alphabet, of course, and then started to learn the language and loved it. Uh, and <laughs> I... Like Susie Dent on Countdown, I just love the etymology, the origin of words, and and uh, so this was perfect in Greek because the Greek book that I was given, because I was the only one doing Greek, was it would have a, a new noun or verb, like, let's say, gramain, to write, and it would say you can easily remember the meaning of gramain because of words like grammar and telegram, which is... a uh, a piece of writing from a distance, which is what tele is, a remote... Um, and graphane and, uh, you know, it's a, and, and all these different... So, gramane to read, rather, and graphane to write, and phonos sound, as in telephone. And then I remember turning a page, and it had a, a verb, thalmazo, and and it said, you can easily remember this by thinking of the English word thaumaturge. And I remember looking down <laughs> and thinking, I quite like words and things, but thaumaturge? And it turns out thaumaturge is an English word. It just means a worker of wonders, a worker of miracles. A thaumaturge. A thaumaturge, the urge is, ergos is the work, you know. And, um, so, but and of course, I haven't forgotten it. But that set me on the path to believing there was something I could do. And, and this was a boarding school, and, and at night I would... Read stories, um, you know I had a torch under the bed, and I was the the reader, the dormitory reader and and I would sometimes make up stories you need know, make up ghost stories which is what kids love, and so Despite being appalling at games, dyspraxic really, I just really couldn't do anything. Uh, climb a rope, I mean, God, the sight of me.
1: Well, we're all diss
3: something. Yes, aren't we? Exactly, exactly. That's the point, isn't it? So yes. you find
1: if you don't know what you're good at. That, find uh, yeah. out what you diss at, and what's left after all the disses is that.
3: Exactly, and I, this is what I say if I do sometimes go to schools and things, and uh, um, and they'll say, "Well, you know all these things." I said, um, uh, well, what, what, do you, "What do you like then?" And he. Said football, and they said, "Well, uh, who's?" Uh which team? And he told me his team. And I said, so you can name all the team And of course he could. I said, but you couldn't name any other teams, could you? Because you like your team. And he went through the whole Premier, <laughs> team, <laughs> naming every single team and their manager and where they've been before. And I said, you see, your brain is just, that's I couldn't catch up yeah, with you there. So You've true. got an amazing brain. So true. If and I, you have to remind people that yeah, uh, uh, taxi drivers in London is a really good example because mm. you know that the knowledge, which is what London black cab drivers have to, it's yes. their exam they pass where they have to have a meeting when the And their examiner says, take me from, you know, the South Kensington tube entrance to uh, Upper Street in Islington. And they (laughs) they have to recite to the examiner, turn left at their right at the uh, lights, comply with lights, centre lane, pass, and then name the buildings they're passing. Because if they're important buildings, like hotels and clubs and things, they should know them. Anyway, it's it's an astounding piece, of uh, huge amount of knowledge that these people, and a lot of them, and I I talk to them, um, um, a lot of them, left school very early because they were told they didn't have an academic brain. Yeah. And the discovery that their brain could master... All this information, famously more than a lawyer has to learn to pass a, a law degree, um, all that information in their brain, they suddenly realised that they weren't the dunces that yeah. they were told they were. And I, I, I'm i next week going to um, uh, Paris for a night uh, on I'm taking the train, but uh, I'm hosting the Global Teacher Awards at uh, at the UNESCO building in Paris, which is a thing I've done before, and, and it is Astounding! These—they're from all over the world: Bangladesh, uh, Peru, uh, London, um, you know, or, or these uh, teachers that are nominated. I mean, the ones in the long list are amazing enough, but they, when you get to the short list, the work they do, the inspiration they are—they, you know—and you just makes you so angry at the division in the world where people like that are paid nothing and get almost no respect. There's this—you know—there are these awards, but they won't make the front pages in the newspapers. Let's be honest. But these people are more. Charismatic and dedicated and uh, useful, admi- useful exactly than almost anybody you're likely to meet in your life, wow. and they pass that message to their children. They make their children feel capable, and, and it's so important.
1: Shall we Just give Stephen a round of applause. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a, a control room round of applause. Thank you, the great honour this show can bestow upon a guest. No.
3: <laughs> <Stop. laughs> oh.
1: That usually happens, not yeah. usually, that sometimes happens at the end of maybe Paul McCartney playing live in here. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't a mid-interview, oh, does no, it? No, oh, never, never. There you go. At the beginning of your book, Stephen's on to talk about his book, but he always is so generous with any topic of conversation and content of the conversation mythos the illustrated story stephen fry it's a gorgeous book it's beautiful it, i mean it, it looks a bit like christmas which is handy from yes. a marketing <laughs> point of view um, but but in the in the in the beginning you know you talk about the big bang you talk about uh, the bible and then we have the greek mythology uh, explaining where we are or who we are and where we came from um the ancient Greeks had a different idea to maybe the Big Bang, or maybe you know in the beginning there was let there be light, yeah. um, and it all starts from chaos. And I'm thinking, but co- the cosmos is cosmos is science, and co- I, I'm sure Stephen knows that cosmos means order and chaos means disorder. And so, I thought he's agreeing with he's agreeing with what he says he's disagreeing with two paragraphs in, the book's done, it's over, Yeah, there are many more pages. <laughs> yes,
3: it's there? interesting, yeah. Be, the Greeks, yeah, the, the, what began it to, in, in Greek myth was chaos. Um, um, and Which is the Big Bang. Which is the Big At Bang, if you think about light. it. It is a kind of intuitive understanding from what Jung called the collective unconscious, Got which it. is what creates myth. Yeah. Um, or, or And um, it, it, they somehow understood that, Because we all have this problem when we have arguments, you know, with religious people or with scientists, depending on our point of view, about what was there before the beginning. Before the before. Which is a paradox, because before the before seems impossible. And so you know if a religious person says well there must be someone to have created it can't come from nothing you then say well <laughs> do who, they say in that where voice? did this yes <laughs> and then you say well where did this god come from and uh, who created the god how was it created out of nothing if you said something can't be created out and, and the argument seems sterile and absurd and there's a famous uh, riposte to it which is turtles all the way down because yes. uh, so Einstein also was at a uh, at a lecture and was giving it and someone a, a rather sort of crank sort of tinfoil hat figure stood up and said <laughs> okay. "You do do you not realise that the entire universe is, on the, is uh, supported by a turtle? That's how it exists. It's on the back of a turtle. And uh, Einstein said, well, what's, what's supporting the turtle? Another turtle. <laughs> it's turtles all the way down, and it's turtles it's a all race the way to the bottom. <laughs> it's turtles all the way down is a phrase they use in physics yeah, to, yeah. to, to be, about the sort of uselessness of trying to understand the beginning and the, the before the before. And and with the Greeks, they you you feel that there's a sort of they because of, there was a personification of everything. The, there was chaos, like an explosion that turns to order. And that did, in current thinking, in the um, general sort of uh, uh, explanation of the things that physicists have now, yeah, there was an explosion and slowly elements were born. In you know, in a few seconds, some of the most common ones, and then more and more, and suddenly there was iron, and suddenly there was this, and things settled into a kind of order, uh, whether it is they coalesced into a, a nebula and then into planets and into galaxies and planets and so on and so and we now know it 's going all the way back to disorder yeah. um, uh, uh, to the heat death of the universe, as oh they like God. to call it so so the Greeks just had a natural instinct, I think the mo- to me, if I can say though the most remarkable one now, and it relates to AI is Stop! <laughs> Fast forward a bit and the gods have developed and Zeus, the, the now the king of the gods and now the sky god, um, uh, has a sort of best friend who's a, a titan, and another race of beings, and uh, he's called, called Prometheus. Um, and between them they have this idea to, to make a, a new species, not like animals but more like gods, a bit smaller, but able to talk, you know, like gods. And, and uh, you know, so they could praise the god and they could kneel in front and, and tell the gods how great they are and, and be their play things and their toys, the creatures of Prometheus as Beethoven called them in his piece of music and, and so they made out of, out of the clay of the earth uh, uh, and Athena, uh, goddess of wisdom breathed into them and, and humankind was born uh, and Yeah, breathing life Yeah, and, um, and Prometheus was thrilled with his creation and he adored us and he was unhappy that Zeus had said to him they can have anything they want but they can't have our fire from heaven um, and I, we sort of take that to mean both literal fire To roast and toast and melt and smelt with uh, To make tools with and to make, you know, to become iron and bronze yeah. and so on uh, But also the divine spark The spark of self-consciousness that separates humans from animals, it seems This strange awareness and language and those sorts of things And Prometheus says to Zeus, why? Why can't we do that? And he says, well, because they'll destroy us They're, They won't need us anymore. They'll they'll be in charge and we'll AI, be useless. AI, AI, and AI, this AI, is so like AI, exactly. We are in this position now where we are we've made these little creatures, as it were, these sapient entities that aren't really sapient, but one day maybe they will be. Yeah. The question is, do we allow them to become sentient, become self aware in the way that and some will, like Zeus will say, We absolutely can't. We can't risk them getting aware of themselves. They may judge us. They may think they don't need us anymore. Carbon, they may use our the carbon that makes up our flesh for some yeah. other purpose. And there will be others saying, no, I, these lovely creatures, we must. It's it's, it, And for all we know, this has happened myriad times throughout the history yeah, of the universe. Are we not the denying
1: them the birthright that we were the beneficiaries of?
3: No, absolutely not. Because I think... It's very understandable that our ancestors would look around the world and notice that we are animals. You don't need Darwin to tell us we're animals because of the, we eat, we defecate, we sleep, we, we, we mate. We, and, and, and Just like animals. We need the same sort of food nearly all the time. Anything we can eat, and most animals of one, or, one kind or another can eat. But especially once we started developing tools, fire, and then ultimately language 50,000 years ago, we were aware that we were different from animals. And that's what myths try and deal deal with. And we still have to deal with it. And we were
1: aware that we're aware. And we're aware. That's the difference, isn't it? Exactly right. That's the difference.
3: And we still haven't answered that question. Why are we different? One answer is just to say, well, God made us this way. He wanted us to be above the animals and above (laughs) the... You're doing that (laughs) voice again. Sorry. (laughs) With all respect to the devotion and Doesn't piety of those like who believe it. it. <laughs> well, it's, it's I'm not, joking. It's not carry on. A very fruitful. Please carry on. Please carry on. <laughs> but anyway, yes, you can say that, that God made it so, and that's it, nothing to question. Yeah. Or you you can sort of subscribe to the way that human life actually did develop uh, out of other lives and so on and, and how evolution uh, worked its magic and realise that we developed these, these extraordinary qualities that separate us. Um, but it's very understandable that to make a story out of it. To yeah. make a story like like the Genesis story. Why, you know, it's the, the it's called the fruit is it's called the, the you know, the the fruit that gives you the knowledge of the difference between good and evil it gives you a moral sense. Yeah, yeah. And why did we have a moral sense? Animals don't feel ashamed or guilty. They really don't. They you know, they they live and display themselves and uh, so you know, there we, must be a reason yeah, for we it. We sometimes isn't? think a puppy looks guilty, but they may have a- adopted the sometimes they are you know, guilty. Be, because it's torn up your you yeah. know, all your daily newspaper or whatever. But uh, uh, you know, we just know that we're different. It's, well,
1: it's the knowing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and
3: we blame ourselves. Yeah. We, we, we don't regard ourselves as animals in the sense that we say, it's all humanity's fault, look at what we're doing here, look at what we're doing there. Yeah. Now, it's a lot of animal species can also depredate uh, and uh, eat, eat a whole corner of the earth out of its habitat, locusts and other such things. Yeah. But they don't go, oh, what have we done?
1: I know, oh. and they're not into conservation either. No, no, which they're is not. Anti, it's anti-nature, because yeah. we yeah. are part of nature, because they yeah. say, you know, oh, we need to look after nature. But we are nature. Where's that separation? That's When somebody starts a sentence like that off, I just walk away, because you've just... Mm. You've based it on something that's not actually... But it's interesting
3: accurate. how the myths reach to try and understand, and, and the Genesis myth, uh, uh, which is a wonderful story, you know... it. it god says to adam you you name all the animals yeah. because there was an instinctive understanding that what was strange about us is that we named the animals now a kangaroo doesn't name a wombat mm. i mean you can say how do you know it doesn't but you can be pretty damn sure
1: i think you're right
3: and and it doesn't care if wombats are becoming extinct or or, or any other species across the the world it doesn't have a curiosity outside its its inherited you know Need dispositions for yeah survival yeah I mean, you can a human can train one to have a different perception of space and things, but uh, that's a human intervention. My
1: favourite scenario, as far as that's concerned, is something in the course of miracles, brilliant book. It's all about us labelling things and the labelling of things giving us the layers that take us further away from who we really are. And this is about peeling back those layers and getting back to who you are by finding out what and who you're not. And it's when when a child sees a leaf for the first time and is able to say, "Daddy or mommy, what is this?" and instead of saying it's a leaf the be- the right answer is we call it a leaf. Ah, Don't you love that? Yes.
3: Yes, I do love that. And it because uh, a- another thing I'm very fond of and it goes all the way back to the founding of uh, modernism and, and imagism and the sort of early isms of the 20th century um was and their fascination with the uh, Chinese alphabet well, not alphabet the Chinese writing system and uh, with Chinese poetry and so on and one of them, an American academic called Fenneloso, uh, came up with this phrase: "There are no nouns in the universe. Nothing is a thing; it's a process. Yeah, yes. It's it's happening through time as you look at it, yes, yes. and sometimes very slowly through time, like a rock, and sometimes quicker through time, like a leaf or a, uh, uh, or, a or a mayfly." And and. Actually, it's a very healthy way of looking at all human things. Like, and and doctors now are trained not to say that someone is a diabetic or an asthmatic. They they, they have asthma and they have diabetes. Yeah, have, it, it sounds not, like a small thing, yeah. but it's not a woke thing. Well, you're it's not actually, angry. You have anger. Yeah, exactly. These things are are not, you know, as an American would say, they don't define me. Um, but yeah. but they don't. And and if we think of everything as a, as a verb, it also means we get that. Solomonic wisdom. You know that story of Solomon? I think she's got the Queen of Sheba's visiting or whatever. And, uh, and the Queen of Sheba says you to him... You know story. <laughs> in, in, she says to him, uh, sort of to pass the time as they're sitting on their thrones, um, she says, I, I heard that in your land, Solomon, there was a, um, uh, uh, a magic token, a magic uh, ring um, that could make a happy person sad but make a sad person happy. Uh, have you heard of such a thing? And Solomon said, no, I... Oh, yes, we have it. And he calls for his blacksmith and he whispers in the blacksmith's ear um, and he says, it's not a ring, it's a, it's a token. It's a, it, um, He's going to find it. And the blacksmith comes back and bows and there's this almost steaming token that he's hammered out, obviously, according to Solomon's instructions. And he said... The, If you look at this, it will make the happy sad and the sad happy. And just on it was written, This too will pass. Yeah. <laughs> and of and it's a cliché, of course, but it is worth remembering. And, and, and of course, I had to when I was lying there, you know, a week after yeah, I'd had yeah, my, yeah. my tumble and I was just getting so bored with the yeah. fact that I couldn't really move and I was in so much pain. But you you say to yourself, it will pass. Yeah. But also when you're having a fantastically happy experience, <laughs> it, it isn't pessimistic to yeah. say this too will pass. I think it uh, it, it reminds you to... to Feed on the pleasure of the experience Um, Not necessarily just take a photo With with your camera But actually kind of feast On the happiness that you're enjoying
1: Yeah the Pursuit of Pleasure, I love that. Um, this too will pass, virtual, uh, Churchill's version was, if you're going through hell, keep going. Yes. Uh, so yeah. if it doesn't pass, you try and pass through it, but yeah. keep going. And it's the fluidity, it's the, it's the verbality of it all, isn't it? If you stick to verbs, there is movement in verbs. Yes. You know, this, is, uh, this Don't get me started on the old Brexit and Remain thing, because Brexit with, Brexit is a moving word. Yes. Whereas remain is a static word, a... so they sort of had it from the first move. If yes, you... you're right. Do you know what I mean? You're by
3: excited that? by the idea of something it's happening, movement, isn't Brexit it? was going to happen. Whereas yeah. remain was like, okay, stay Good.
1: there. Yeah, um, Stephen, this is wonderful. We started the show off today talking about Elon, who might still phone the show. He's got, <laughs> by the way, if he does call, can we just put him straight through to Steve? That'd be great. Not joking, by the way. Um, and then we talked about that wonderful feeling because it's pouring down with rain today because Storm Kieran's had his way with us. Um, and it was pouring down with rain when I was running in and I was sodden <sighs> when I arrived in. And I would now bring a fresh change of clothes. It's just great. And that feeling of a fresh change of clothes if you've been sopping wet outside. And we were talking about that, our favourite word, apricity, you know. The yes. Unexpected glow of the sun on your skin on an otherwise chilly day. And we're thinking, Absolutely there's beautiful. not a word for this feeling when you get changed into a new set of clothes... Because there are many, there are too many words for some things. But I think we found a new situation that there's not a word for, and we thought, who might know if there was? Is there a <laughs> word for that, Stephen? I don't.
3: If there is, I don't know. There, there, you feel there would be in Yiddish or in some other language like that that tends to, or, or in, the, in Scandinavian where they have those words like Higgin higgy and, all that, and so yeah. on. Yeah. Um, there, there was a my having mentioned him earlier, my dear friend who died so many years ago, now Douglas Adams, the writer. Uh, he and John Lloyd, who was the producer of QI that I used comes to in do, and it comes in a lot. Yeah the Professor of Ignorance at Southampton University, I believe. <laughs> and uh, uh, he they had this same thought as, as you, that there are so many feelings and experiences that don't have names and words for them, but also there are thousands of words in the English language that don't have meanings, and those are place names. Right. So, you know, the most obvious example is you take, I think it's in... Dorset Blandford Forum, and you say any television discussion program that has you know a, you know, uh, and it's a Blandford Forum, you know, that right. it fits it. And there's I think there's a town called Stickley, and that was a brilliant one of Douglas's is the way Cellotape behaves when you're tired.
1: Stickley. <laughs> All right, so we've got to go through. And there
3: was one yeah. which uh, Sheffield Chef Chefant, I think is it, or, or something, a, a little town that begins with Chef village somewhere, uh, and that was. Um, the distance you have to be from a sheep for it not to look ugly anymore. Right. <laughs> and I, I love that thought, because a sheep close up has got this matted bottom and this <laughs> sort of rather prehistoric gnathic jaw. Okay. And, okay, and, another... and then you go further back and it's a fluffy, fleecy, lovely yeah, of thing. Yeah, it is. So, Perspective yeah. is everything. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: distance usually helps. So Vasus has this great notion, don't you, Vasus, about people in the corridor.
0: So if you're walking towards someone in a corridor that yeah. you recognise, you and Chris are in the corridor down yes. here, and you, you recognise each other, and perhaps you haven't seen each other for a few months, but you, 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 you say hello. You're going to just sort of nod as you yeah. walk past, but you, but you go too early. You acknowledge oh, each you other cannot go too early. early. No, that's Sorry. right. So what do you do then? And then yeah. and then that sort of that awkwardness, that that time until you kind of pass each other. pertaining
1: to that particular situation.
3: That's yeah. the point, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Specific. Absolutely right. No, that I think. Do you know I do think that experience is in the book it's called The Meaning of Lif because there is a village called Lif um, and 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 it was a big success and there was a uh, another one that came out uh, um, there's more meanings of Lif or whatever they're probably remaineded somewhere or on eBay but they are actually delightful and it's quite fun on long car journeys to make up your own as you Can't go you through a, a village. This Is Your Lif
1: yes you could you do it you come on Stephen <laughs> Stephen is on to talk about his book Mythos The Illustrated Story Stephen Fry uh, I got to part two. Was there a part three that I didn't get to? Uh,
3: yes, there are three books. Uh, this Mythos, the illustrated version, is the first. No, but there's it, a part two within. Oh, within the book, within. yes, the creation of humanity. Game of That's two That's when humans are created and and, uh, and then there's a change in the way the gods interact with us. They start they start breeding with us and you get these semi-divine uh, these demigods, as right, you might say, gods, and yeah. that's what the second book I wrote, which is called Heroes, is about. Uh-huh. So, Theseus and uh, uh, Hercules and, yeah. and, and, and those sort of famous figures, Jason and the Argonauts, and that uh, sort of thing.
1: Jason the Argonauts, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All what those stories—they're
3: amazing stories. And Bellerophon, who was the hero who rode Pegasus, the winged horse. Um, uh, which is a a fabulous adventure. Um, And then I wrote a third one called Troy, which is about the Trojan War. You came in for Troy. Yeah, I did, that's right. And I'm owing my... Lovely publishers, Michael Joseph at Penguin, to uh, for another book next year. You oh, owe I, them which, a book. Yeah, which is everybody coming home. It's it's the homecoming, the Odyssey, uh, I love uh, it. how Odysseus comes home and Aeneas, who founds Rome.
1: You know when um, somebody owes you a few hundred quid or whatever, you go so and so owes me a few hundred quid. You'll never get that right. Imagine if you're a publisher and you say to another publisher at dinner, "Oh yeah, we're owed a book by one of our writers. Oh, that's a nightmare." No, it's all right, Stephen Fry. I, I was. <laughs> It's like, oh, I wish we were
3: wrote a book by Stephen Fry. I, I was asked years ago... To, to take Kingsley Amis to lunch at the Garrick Club. Gosh. This is such an English thing. Kingsley Amis was a great novelist, by the way, I believe. I mean, everyone <clears throat> probably more familiar with his son, Martin Amis, uh, yeah. but, but he was a marvellous writer, absolutely superb writer, and a terribly bibulous drinker. He wrote a book on drink. I mean, he was very self-aware, uh, soak, but he'd, been paid, uh, <laughs> he'd been paid... You can't
1: get more self-aware than that.
3: <laughs> he, he, he'd been paid a lot Large sum. I won't say how much, but it was a large sum to write well, an, you could, another book. He's no, well, with no us. that's true. Uh, he'd he won a Booker for The Old Devils, his last book, I think, and 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 he was yeah, I think it was a quarter of a million, which was a lot in those days. Loads and of money. it's still it's yeah. money. Um And. They just were afraid of calling him up to ask how well it was going because they just couldn't find a way because he would bark at them and they go oh okay, okay sir Kingsley <laughs> and so they said could I take him out and so I took him to the uh, lunch at the Gary Club and it was a very charming affair he was absolutely delightful and hilarious and and I kept sort of saying so this book you're writing now? and he said oh no listen tell me and uh, I thought and I looked and I thought I'll get him because I knew he loved Macallan whiskey. Right. Um, and he, this is the kind of wonderful connoisseur he was, and I agree with him, it's very interesting. <laughs> uh, I noticed in the menu that they had an 18-year-old, Macallan, so I said, uh, said oh, I see they have an 18-year-old, uh, Let's, shall we get a couple of glasses? On the publisher. Yeah, on the publisher, the whole thing was on the publisher. Yeah. And he said, you're very kind, dear boy, but the 12-year-old is the better glass. Isn't that a wonderful phrase? The 12 year old is the better glass. Oh and goodness. you know, whenever I've had these 18 year old ones, they do burn my mouth more. And right. I think, why am I paying this much for an 18 year old when, when an old, Not that I drink that much whiskey, but you know, anyway.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I never got. <laughs> Never got to the bottom of how the book was coming.
1: Oh well, I but, you, not, but you I could, gave it a go. But I had and a fabulous need lunch. To. <laughs> <No>. You didn't. <laughs> By the way, if, you, if, if your mum and dad name you Kingsley, you have to sort of live up to it, don't you? <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> do true. <something. laughs> As Bertie
3: Wooster once said to James, "Do you know that story where there's a character who?" Didn't want to get knighted, um, and his wife did, and... Um, and want Bert- Bert- did want him to. Did, did desperately. She wanted to be Lady Yeah, yeah. You know Bridgewater, or whatever the surname was. Um, but he didn't want to be, and Bertie says to Jeeves, I mean, well, why doesn't he want to be knighted? I mean, it's a bit embarrassing having to dress up and go to the palace, but is it so awful? And Jeeves says, well, no, sir, it's, it's because of his name. If he were knighted, he would have to be known by his first name. Well, what is it? It's Lemuel, sir. Sir Lemuel, it does not appeal to him. Well, it's well, not so bad, but well, you could use his second name. Hardly, sir. It is Gengulfus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to which Bertie says, dash it, Jeeves, there's a lot of raw work pulled at the font, isn't there? <laughs> a lot of raw what work, work pulled at the font. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Just for that
1: line alone. Isn't it?
3: It's bliss. Your bliss, bliss is what you are. Thanks for
1: coming in, Stephen. A
3: real pleasure. It always is. Thanks Aww. for being so hospitable. And uh, do enjoy Mythos Illustrated Version, everybody. Yeah, he says, suddenly turning into salesman. No, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. <laughs> and so, let so... me uh, do a little... A jingle Happy Christmas jingle Jingle all yeah. the way we
1: got some stuff here We've got some booze If you want it. Oh no no, no You're yeah. very kind no, so That's not. You Do what you want like you got some <laughs> mince pies um, There he goes As he came in With his rhythm stick
3: And um, I wish you all A very merry Christmas
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> so good With the look He gives us the line And it's all on camera Goodbye
3: Love
0: the 80s? <laughs> then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus <laughs> Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio. 80s Plus.